SFJ 4x4 Studios presents in my in my oversized four-wheel drive Jeep a Jeep podcast starring industry experts pure monosity what what <laughs> say that again with mad scientist Scott Brown use my drill press as a sort of lathe our host Neil Simpson if one light goes out they all go out filled with shenanigans we we are really professional with jeeps this is i speak jeep good morning afternoon evening wherever however you are joining us in fact the savage just uh just but but no that was his belly that was his belly i don't know savage was 100 percent in the shot so if you're if right now if we're in your ear holes and you're like man these goofballs can't start uh, a normal episode to save no, their life that's true you're right understand that the savage <laughs> keeps photo bombing just, just dropping just belly bombed or, or butt bombed the camera after he set it up he did he was so friendly to get jeffrey a water because jeffrey was not prepared uh scott that's and i have always, waters yes uh, he was he was doing production stuff, right? I blame Jeff, and uh, oh, totally Jeff's fault. <laughs> and, but Savage had no no haste. He was just like, yeah, because he, was he moving came, like a savage. He was moving like he does, man. Yes. He's just with purpose, and he just was walking right through the camera. So yeah. so we go live, and uh, and 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 the Savage is just all you see in the camera. Yes. So yep. uh, if you're on Facebook watching, you're welcome. And uh, Chip already this morning says good morning. So good, good morning, morning, Chip. Chip. Good morning, Chip. I, I was I was doing my thing, my thing thing, and I was getting ready to to tell you, uh, our listeners and our viewers, who the heck we are. My, my name is Neil with SFJ Four by Four dot com Simpson Family Jeeps of the beautiful Connie out Ohio, and I am joined with our our, our decorated producer and vintage expert expert as well. Silence. You, <laughs> you don't know who the heck you are. I, I was waiting for Scott to go because I'm still trying to get our comments to work. Uh, Jeff's working his, first. Jeff's working his butt off over there trying to trying well, to get he, our, he's our Jeff, the Italian stallion, our producer. <laughs> Hello, since, well done. Since he's busy over there, well done. <laughs> and I am uh, uh, Scott Brown, the mad scientist slash Doc Brown slash vintage guy slash great Scott. Uh, Hot rod guy. I, I go I have so many titles. At you this do point. have so many titles. I am, <laughs> and I'm just constantly so, uh, so, so very proud of you. And uh, if this is probably not your first time listening to us, we need to come uh, up with us. a. We, we need to come up with a fancy title for Scott that covers all of it, kind of like we did for you with the CBO title. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> for sure. CBO. Uh, if you're not aware of external affairs, please make sure that if you ever use that term referencing me, if it's external affairs in. Internally, we have the best darn team in the automotive industry, hands down, period, without question. External Affairs, Chief Babysitting Officer of External Affairs. Yes. Um, I, I was getting ready to gush over Scott. Just some people brought him up over the weekend and whatnot. And it's valuable. And I was saying that if this is your first time listening to us, even if it's not, it's it's so valuable to know that Scott and I started our friendship almost 20 years ago at this point. And, uh, and, and... A little shy of 20 years, I suppose, but getting realistically, close. yeah, getting close. And the idea that uh, you would become the decorated automotive uh, 
industry's expert that yeah. you are you think is that weirdo you met at the car show is going to do that huh well i, I mean <laughs> i believed in the weirdo i believed in the weirdo from the moment we met and it's always valuable to know in our story i had heard about the weirdo sight. it was love at the first sight. I, I think it's when i first talked them through the steering column that's when it happened but oh that's when it clicked for me and i knew that you had something special going on you're absolutely you are 100 right um 100% right. And so it's, it's, it's so incredible the journey that we're on. But then even, even, you know, Jeffrey and his production as he finally got us squared away. I told somebody recently, um, with the live stream we did last week, which was awesome from, uh, Mark from Wrangler Fix. Um, so if you didn't get to see that one or listen to yeah, it, we really encourage you. That. Yeah, go back and, and listen to it and watch it. Uh, really great, uh, individual who's doing big things in the, uh, Jeep Chrysler computer market. But I had recently told somebody is I couldn't have done what Jeffrey's doing. Mm-hmm. We had we had nothing shy of eleven thousand technical difficulties during that uh, podcast or and live stream, yeah, and you couldn't tell, and you couldn't tell. Yes, people did not know. <laughs> Jeffrey was yeah. over here the, like the a only stone thing cold left killer. Is if the computer would have burst in the flame, which I would have completely expected. <laughs> totally, but right. yes, I, I mean we would have just took the computer outside and went. Like, yeah, that was it. Well, I would have thrown it into a jeep. I mean, that's just what oh, I that's, do. No, but, that's true too. But, <laughs> But not your Jeep. Your, not your Jeeps are safe. No, oh, you're, you're fine, folks. <laughs> you turn it into his Jeep because yes. that's what he does. There's a couple. Yeah, there's, there's just, <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, and that's what I was telling a couple of people. I mean, if you go back, you listen and watch it. It's seamless, right? And uh, and and I am so appreciative for that. With that said, uh, that means we will not have a particular podcast coming up in the next couple of weeks. And we do want you to be aware of that because we'll be taking some time off to kind of reset. Jeffrey's got some uh, medical stuff he'll be addressing and uh, we'll be vacationing. And, 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 and Neil and I just know our limitations. So that's exactly right. That's, After I watched Jeffrey work his butt off last yeah. week, I'm like, <laughs> like nope. I remember that. We don't want to go mute back button. to the dark days. I don't, the dark days, that was just a month ago where I was hitting the mute button 14 times. Yes. It's, Working, yeah, <laughs> we were hot mic, and I was talking to the Savage, and then we were, you know, dealing no, with. We weren't mic so. anymore. No, no, no. no. Yeah. So this, if you listen this far, and I hope you have, we have got a a little bit of a uh, listener requested uh, topic. Actually, it's it's entirely a listener requested topic. Yeah, and if you have ideas. We're all ears. We send it to us. We are all ears. We want to address some of these conversations, but it's also something that uh, we are dealing with more and more. And so we have customers coming to us and going, you know, but I had the vehicle. How do you do this? How do you do this? And we are going to be talking about storing your vehicle, right? Or the idea that a lot of people go, Oh, it's so weird. I, I really haven't driven my vehicle in three or five years or, yes. or whatever. And they think it's like a suspended ammunition. You know, it just sits there like it was. You make fun of that word later. You know what? I <laughs> you, so you were close enough is, that I'm not going to make fun of that. I, he oh, okay. was so close. And the concept of suspended animation was actually so accurate yes. that it's just... People, their time... They think the time stopped for the vehicle. Correct. And and they're off doing whatever they want to do, and they should come back in 20 years, and it should be, you know, hit the key. The battery should still be charged. The, yes. the air in the tires is there. Yes. The tires are not aged. Yeah. And and that's one of the biggest pieces is people go, well, I haven't even used the vehicle in blah, 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 or I've only put, yes. you know, I've only put 400 miles or 1,000 miles on it since yes. da-da-da was done. 
And we're going to be dispelling some of those myths or those concepts. And, and just because of my background and, you know, being a car guy from like age two, uh, s- storing vehicles is something I've done a lot. <laughs> yes. And, and we have uh, acquaintances who have larger collections of vehicles. Yes. Um, so from a professional standpoint, standpoint, uh, we definitely are aware of uh, how, you know, if you are not in your standard household garage, what are yeah. you doing? And I'll or, even tell you what I do wrong. Oh, <laughs> that absolutely. And I will. And this is a this is a issue or concept that I'm dealing with personally going. I really don't know what to do because I don't want to get any more vehicles. Yes. I don't want to upgrade any of my vehicles because right now I, in my mind, I can't keep the ones I have nice. Yeah. Right. I'll Based tell you what I did wrong storage. this winter too. So, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. So that will be our concept for today, and I think it's a really valuable one. Uh, and we'll talk about some of the negatives that happen during storage or lack of use, mm-hmm. um, or use and then and then prolonged periods of sitting. Right. So this idea. Um, and then and, how you can be aware of that when you go to purchase a new to you vehicle that may or may not have been properly stored. Correct. And that's, uh, so, so valuable to our listeners and, and followers of that concept. And then at the end, we will have a hashtag not sponsored product spotlight, um, which Jeffrey will be talking about and sharing. And, and as part of that, I hid something in, in this product spotlight oh, for today, oh, oh a little surprise. I had to get something. I, he's, he's, I had to get it to go with uh, the grandma oh, couch. Oh dear! Hey, <laughs> that should have that should have buttons in it. There shouldn't be cookies in there. Uh, Throw those the away. Cookies. So for our listeners, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey just pulled the product spotlight over. He had it, you I'm know, right within reach. Word. It's sealed. I've never seen that sealed. And Royal Dansk Danish butter cookies. Yes. That's right. In and, the blue tin. Uh, in the the old grandma blue tin that would sit on the uh, the coffee table or just under. Honestly, in my experience, this yeah, this, this was, more or less this was in my grandma's closet. With buttons and sewing material. Oh, okay. It is sealed. Are there actually real? Danish We're going to find cookies? out together because honestly, I told Davey about it ahead of time, and he said, "Well, does it actually come with cookies?" I said, "Well, it's supposed to." He goes, "Do you still have the Amazon box? You need to bring it in the Amazon box, but switch it all out with all the miscellaneous stuff." And I thought that was hilarious. I did not do that. Oh my gracious! But That's I, I kind of wish I would have. Pr- However, proud of them. they still do a tin container. I'm, I'm on. Dude, I, I I went on Amazon. I'm like, I wonder, and they were right there. It was so easy. Well, I'm like that's I why. have to do it. Years ago, I had I ran a promotion here at SFJ with uh, your grandma's favorite candy. It was those strawberry oh, candies. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. The, uh, and I I got them from Amazon. I mean, everybody remembers like a bus trip or grandma's candy dish that yep. had those those candies in it, and it goes. It's those fitting. and uh, butterscotch, the little butterscotch candies. What, like Werther's original? Yeah. So this, this, oh my gracious. We, you know, we're going to get on to our topic today, folks. But honestly, if this you come they, into the showroom anytime soon, does. It's just, right, derails, derails us. Derails us. Derails us. It's and that's pump. not hard for me to do, right? For me to derail. Those are some sealed cookies there. So they're, they're sealed with tape. So here's the thing. So if you come into the showroom anytime soon, um, the, the candy dish on the front has peppermints and some other, and I, I will throw like different candy. So you could come in. I, there's never one set candy that we use. So my wife and her high school best friend come in over the uh, last week and she's like, they're like, this is some garbage candy. This is called <laughs> grandma's purse candy. And it's like, 
at the bottom of ours, like it's the derelict candy that people have dug through to yes. get in our candy it's dish. Been there for an extended, and it, they're of calling time. it grandma or mom's purse candy, grandma or mom's church purse candy. Yeah, and it's the candy that you give to the kid and and who's who's in church to give them something to focus on. because yes. they're too squirrely otherwise. And uh, so as that's, a that's making the bad fun of candy us, goes goes in. in that's the where the bad candy goes, right? <laughs> but the kid will eat it at the church because they're just that desperate to focus yes. on something else. So my wife and 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 her best friend Kelly bring back all of this uh like Werther's original and hard candies and like caramel cream center and like reason like not your traditional you know Hershey's yeah. mix or anything the like upscale that grandma right there man well yeah totally the upscale grandma <laughs> stuff right was in the no man no name bin that you got from the no totally this store. was all the name brand grandma candy yeah. okay and I kind of made fun of them it was Thursday it was Thursday <laughs> and they Thursday night they come in uh, we're at the we're at our facility we're in the shop showroom late kind of cleaning up doing some stuff talking about life they refill the candy jar with all of this they went to the Dollar General uh, Kelly specifically I believe had did it but Jennifer and her were communicating and they refilled our candy dish. Friday was so busy, and I had harassed them so much about this grandma candy that they bought to replace ours, all of it was gone by the evening. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. I can't believe the people who came into our showroom who were excited about like the Werther's original and the reasons and the grandma purse candy, huh. uh, and it's all gone. I actually took a picture and shared it with them because I was like, they had the jar full. We're going to have to start charging it was, candy now. It was full to the brim, <laughs> It Scott. was full to, with this this candy that I would never buy. Did Uncle Bob at least get one piece? 100%. I think Uncle Bob had like three or four pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you don't know, as you as you are aware of the cast of our characters, Uncle Bob is actually our mailman. Yes. He is not related to us. No. But he is you the- You don't have to be to be called Uncle. Oh my gosh, no. And that's a J4x4. You could be Uncle, cousin, whatever. Cousin, we have Cousin yeah. Carl and uh, an Uncle Bob. Yeah. None of these people are actually related to us. Um, yeah. but It's almost better that way. It is. <laughs> right, family is who you choose uh, to to say the least. So, looks like we've had a ton of comments that I yeah. Paid so attention the, to. the comments were coming in when we were talking about what our subject's going to be for the day. So, uh, Amy had said possums or opossums depends yes. on how you want to say it. Yes, um, depends on how you want to say it. <laughs> I, I think that's a debatable one. It's as well. not. It's not. Neil it's may possum. have a possum or two living in a jeep or two. Not <laughs> <laughs> saying. Oh, geez. <laughs> Uh, Chip is saying, are you telling me that storing Jeeps in the woods isn't recommended? Neil's also doing that. Uh, so fine. <laughs> and then, and then Joe, Joe was saying under a tree with no top would be perfect. Also that. Oh, we definitely know people who are doing that, uh, including ourselves. It actually <laughs> has the cookies in it. This actually has the, uh, Danish Royal butter what, cookie. What's this I'm not going to lie. There's I'm a, a little excited. A thing in the lid. I think there's That's just a, the paper. It's the paper, uh, that says. Uh, the story about Royal Dance started more than 75 years ago when yeah. young Anna and uh, Marinus, uh, some Danish name that I'm not going to try, <laughs> opened a small bakery Danish accent? in a tiny village in Denmark. <laughs> doesn't want to Folks, this actually has cookies in it. Um, the blue tin. You know what? We had recently talked about with uh, the Savage and I. Uh, doing like a giveaway for our listeners, and I'm almost compelled to like now give open them to give a shirt and then like do a, a in in honor of our new studio setup and Grandma's couch. Like we should do a tin of 
of these. Uh, these ones, ones we're going to eat yeah. internally. Yeah. Yes, because I'm, I'm excited about eating. I'm excited about eating these. But <laughs> we might be doing a. I mean, uh, Grandma had a lot of those since I never got one of those cookies. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so they're either really good. I think or, Grandma ate them in the middle away. of the night while she was doing all right. the amazing quilting or cleaning yes. or cooking or whatever my, she my did. Grandma crocheted. They were crocheting, right? Yeah. You're going to be able to crochet like no other after you oh, eat these. Sure. So super. Your grandma. I'm going to make the best potato salad that that it's good. There'll be a doily in between them. There'll be a sweet. doily. <laughs> Folks, maybe you want this uh, blue tin in your house. Maybe you also grew up never actually getting to enjoy these cookies. SFJ 4x4 is going to solve that for you. Yes. We're going to figure out the terms of, of this little, you know, like, comment, subscribe, or share this, or do whatever. And we're going to send you some merch and uh, one of grandma's uh, <laughs> blue tin cookies. The pretzel shaped cookies are are Chip's favorite in the tin, and okay. yes, they are in there. We'll be back after a quick break. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. They're here, Chip. So, I have so them. Neil, I'm holding them up. Two if stacks. You're listening I'm going to us. I'm gonna eat one right now for you, so Chip. Chip had inside knowledge. His grandma shared. Yeah. Yeah. So Chip, Chip has had these cookies then, right. apparently. I, I have to. Did you have to dig through the buttons and the uh, sewing right. needles I think to get them? To have. I think there was puzzle pieces in one of these tins. As you, as there should be. Usually, oh, usually when I got them, there was only like a couple left and they were all broken. Oh. And then I finished them off, and then immediately the tin was used for something. Oh, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. So we're going to do a little giveaway um, with some of our stuff, some of our merch, and, and there might be uh, Grandma's blue tin of cookies uh, for free you. to you. But when we need to know what you use the tin for afterwards. Oh, my gosh. You I mean, absolutely have to respond yeah. back to us. Uh, you have to, you're going to have to email or text us on our text-only number, uh, call in. It could be any of our listeners, right? We're going to do it so that our podcast listeners, so that our viewers, so everybody can be uh, part of that little of this yes. little this little giveaway because we want to uh, reward and encourage your participation. Yep, that was definitely. A good cookie. That was a good cookie. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Jeffrey, for yeah. telling us that that was a good yeah. cookie. You that know is, what? Uh, we have Jeff. not talked about Jeeps or storing vehicles. We told people we're going to. <laughs> are there any valuable updates to say uh, that are going on in our lives? Jeffrey's camper build has subsided. He's dealing with a lot of family and and uh, yes. uh, just life stuff at so this time. We're just doing stuff like enjoying it, you know, and spending extra time. Uh, so we did board games on Saturday. Uh, we took the kids to the Connie at Beach on Sunday. Nice. So just enjoying life. Yes. Yeah, and I, if you're if you're one of our customers, you know how good our beach and our our, our coastal restaurants are right here in Conneaut. Uh And if you're listening, you're thinking about coming up to us. That's uh, that's your incentive. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Uh, and for me, I uh, drugged my camper out of storage on uh, last Monday, and then uh, promptly camped in it uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and then hauled it home Sunday. Uh, refrigerators suck. Uh, but I now know how to make them work after two years of the suck. Uh, oh, well, you've been dealing with it. Since we tore the camper apart and it had no floor, this has been an ongoing Why issue. Why didn't you say something? 
I don't know. This is the first we're uh, hearing about the refrigerator. I fussed about it last year. You just don't remember. I don't remember because I would have <laughs> came over and helped you with that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, crazy. Uh, this is year two of me poking at things like an uninformed, uh, I guess, normal person that's not a mechanic, like taking random stuff. And Pretending p- that there's magic yeah, in the refrigerator like, somewhere. Maybe I'll poke at this and it'll start to cool and I'll poke at that and it'll start to cool. Uh, <sighs> important things I learned this time though is that my freezer actually works. It will freeze uh, a half gallon of milk solid um, <laughs> even though the refrigerator was at 50 degrees yes. uh, and that was a impiv- you know, very important part of me learning at what was actually broken. Uh, I'm totally, I should blame Jeff just because it's, you know, Works so well, but it's totally not his fault. Uh, I figured it out and and got. I'm not sure how as Jeffrey's of getting Sunday, blamed for this because he helped me. So oh, he's, okay. You know, just has to have just blame. guilty by association, Jeff. <laughs> but by Sunday we had a very cold fridge when we were going home, so that was helpful. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Time that you went and, home. And currently we are dealing with a cupboard that is wet. We don't know why. Uh, and either my son took a shower on top of the toilet, which therefore made everything wet. Or the toilet's leaking. I'm not sure which. Oh, Time no. will tell. Man, houses on wheels are so much <laughs> we, fun. We actually all bonded at the, it was a family reunion we went to. Uh, ironically, we had four people in a 17-foot camper. And I'm going to just make up words. So I don't know how long it was. Like a 50-footer next to us that was a, a gooseneck pole with two people in it. So it was the most funny thing. Oh. But we all commiserated about how they just suck and you know what's funny is that um i think we're going to talk on on this a little bit today is that you keep your 17 foot camper yes it is the most pampered camper it is stored inside in in the tri-state area correct correct (laughs) you you have done your best and it's a newer camper it's a 16 yep i mean it's newer by comparison to a lot of other ones at this point i have replaced half the floor yep i have uh had to wash it with a toothbrush before i left because it was dirty from being inside. So let, let me ask you this. When you when you washed everything so detailed, yeah. did you recheck all the caulking and seals? Yes. And, the only and, thing I didn't do is climb on the roof. That always makes me nervous because it's such a small area. Uh, but yes, I checked all so, the seals. So most likely, if you're having water intrusion issues, though, that yeah. one of those seals is dry dry rotted at this point and just I, needs to be cleaned yep. up and re- If it outrageous. wasn't my 10-year-old... <laughs> Outrageous, yes. If it wasn't yeah, a ten-year-old, well, I, I I would hope that your ten-year-old did not pee in the cupboard. Oh. Wet, well, no, no, just not pee in the cupboard. He just he got. Uh, we had a big rainstorm. He had to run with the exuberance from one side of the area oh. to the other, and they had just put in a nice uh, swing set, and there was a bunch of dirt that then became mud, and his Crocs not for Neil. Uh, we're not good traction aids. Was he wearing socks area. at the time? Did he chuck the socks into the cupboard? Um, is that how they got wet? Possibly. He is a <laughs> sock crock offender, oh. uh, as those, that generation will do. <laughs> but I also embodied Neil, and I wore my, my flip-flops with no socks, and now I have bug bites on my feet. Because uh, you finally got some air on those those naked ankles <laughs> that haven't seen sunlight or air in the last, I don't know, year. 20 years. Well, let's be honest. My, my wife was proud of me. I, I am proud of I'm I'm equally <laughs> proud of you. So I was not proud of myself. Uh, talking on my croc hating nature, mm-hmm. um, I had a, a parenting fail over the weekend, and I just share, share this for a moment of weakness. Uh, and 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 it's just to normalize the experience. So I let my we went for a bike ride with the kids. Um, we had a uh, if you know me, I'm I'm not one for kind of sitting still. All in. 
we're all in and we're always, you know, a constant motion is what I call it. And anyway, so at one point in time, um, had the opportunity to, are we still live, Jeffrey? Yeah, we're all right. We're good. We're still live. Oh, keep going. The comments are so Facebook decided glitchy. to update our our oh, actual I, business page. I love yeah, I know. Facebook so update stuff. Because of that, it keeps giving That's us fine. issues on the comment That's side. Fine. That's fine. I uh, I, I, I let my daughter. So I, I, we had a, a great start to the weekend um, here. You know, professionally with the business, um, we did not get an opportunity to go to a uh, a particular event that I love up in uh, Westfield, New York. Uh, DSO put on a, a, a cool uh, evening activity at uh, When Pigs Fly. Uh, definitely look for that in the future if you're in the area. Also, there's um, uh, I saw a release of Oliver's in Erie will be coming up soon. So little events that can benefit you. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't what I got to attend. But I, you know, we had a couple other good things going on. My crock offense over the weekend was, and my parenting fail was I let my daughter go on a bicycle ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's an eight-year-old. She's a pretty strong, you know, fair, fairly good biker for, for what she is. But um, <clears throat> she did manage to biff it in a, in a big way, uh, <laughs> crumpled into the, into the ground in a heap of, uh, of bicycle and, and little girl, you know? And as I'm trying to untangle her, and I'd already made a big stink that she needed to ride her bike in her, in her tennis shoes, um, but she, in a true you know little kid fashion, was like, "I don't know where they're at." And, no. I, and as a as a parent, I just wanted to get out the door at that point in time. Yep. It was like I was trying to make it to the farmers market, support our local community. Uh, I had already been into the shop. I had already done a couple of things that morning, and so I was like, "You know what? Fine. Where are the Crocs? Where are the Crocs?" Right. And uh, she crumples into this heap after you know ramrodding into a curb, and. Uh, I had a moment of failure and I was like, these dark, oh, I went to remove her from the crumpled mess of bicycle and child. And wouldn't you know that the croc actually, the handlebar got slipped into the inside of her croc strap (laughs) and literally I could not untangle her from the bicycle because of because of the croc and i feel like they're taunting me as a you know as a, a piece of apparel that's 100 so percent what happened i yes. i had a meltdown uh a, so my daughter went to wear her crocs on sunday oh. and she like like looked over her shoulder and like gave me this little grin like i'm, I'm tempting you, i'm dad. wearing the crocs again dad <laughs> <laughs> yes dear that's fine. As long as we're not biking or ATVing or whatever in our Crocs. Yes. yes. That's that was my. I, I had a great. At least weekend. it took you know a bicycle for that situation where Aiden just can't walk across an open area with his Crocs without biffing it. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> so back to comments real yes. quick. Um, so Chip had mentioned that he stores a trickle charger in one of those tins. As you should. Uh, um, that's so interesting. Joe said, good for you, Scott. His crawler hauler, hauler sits under a very large carport. It keeps most of the rain and sun off of it. Yep. And then uh, he also, to you, Neil said, win. he had a parenting win. He bought the junior in college a 21 two-door JL. Oh, my. Yeah. Congratulations, Joe. That's yeah. fantastic for you guys. I know you had a, uh, Joe is one of our, our, our great uh, supporters, listeners, uh, he has, he, this is Joe Harper. We actually have a couple of Joes you, you will see active on our comments or hear, you know, comments read from previously. Uh, Joe Harper has a really cool story 
and uh, is an individual who has is kind of on a pursuit to attend as many different Jeep Jamboree USA events as humanly possible. Yep. Um, he's very rigored in how he schedules his work commitments. I wonder if they've ever crossed paths with Brilla. He has not. He has huh. not yet. Now, <clears throat> uh there was a particular event. It was kind of funny. We actually had three or four of our, our customers, uh, Joe Harper being one of them, was at a JJUSA event. And I don't exactly remember which one it was. Um, and I don't think the the Joe and Linda were at this one and Joe Harper was there. But we actually had three or four customers at this one event. They didn't actually exactly cross paths with each other. But it was fun knowing that all of these Jeeps that we have been uh, be aware a, of or a part of have been That'd be there. a fun thing. If you ever find another SFJ customer in the wild and you find each other, you the, should, the you should way totally wild. take a picture and tag us in it. Yeah. I know fun. a lot of people who find within our three-hour market radius, yes, right? But that the, has happened. But the big wild uh, is very is very fun, very exciting. I think my happens. favorite story of that, though, is when you were at a gas station. Yes. And you had two different customers. Yes. yes. At the talking same time. to you at the same time. Yes. And then they found each other. And then they, like, looked around the gas pump, and they were <laughs> like... You're talking to him. You know him, and yeah. the other guy was like, "You know him." Yes. Yeah, yeah. You- and they were they were friends. Yeah, we were up in the. I was up in the Cleveland area getting gas, and so in one in one trifecta, you yes. know, of of interaction, referenced that sense. Yes, it's it's super, and I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just so funny. Uh, there's so many serendipitous. I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a religious person, and so it's amazing uh, how many. Uh, what I call God winks happen uh, via this via this pursuit, this business endeavor. The good people that come together um, and the change that happens uh, in our community because of it. So, yep. And uh, and it's really neat. And one of the things that I've recently been thrust back into, uh, especially as we prepare to uh, a next new big adventure for the business, um, <clears throat> to look back on. Uh, people who have become best friends mm-hmm. through this business. Yep. Uh, it's really interesting that, that customers actually connect with each other and then go, hey, I really like wheeling with this person. And then yes. all of a sudden they're going out to dinner, um, yep. you know, as couples or individuals. Uh, I mean, even even then people who have become friends with us through the process. It's oh, yeah. super, super cool. The adventure that I was uh, talking about, and this is, we're setting the tone. It's only a two weeks away, really, is if you've seen the marketing, look for it. We are Meekum bound. If you're unfamiliar with what Meekum is, it's one of the more prestigious auto auctions in the nation. There is uh, seven or nine of them nationally. If you're a car guy and you don't watch any sports, this is your NFL. Correct. Yeah, this is what we watch. And we, instead of guessing who's going to make the touchdown or whatever you guys do in football, because I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> they do the things at with the sports At least you touchdown. It was yeah. better than yeah. last time we talked about yeah, football. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we always try to guess <laughs> how much this car will be. Or, holy crap, I can't believe those have gone up that much. Or that kind of stuff is usually what we do in yes. those, those things. But and it's on national television. Correct. And, and uh, so I'm very, very proud of this. And it is a serendipitous it is a uh just a divine experience for me because uh if you are familiar uh this is one of those moments where the the ingredients in this recipe are coming together in such a a perfect way 
uh, for the front end. On the back end, it's very challenging for me. I'm having to, f- to handle uh, certain logistics that I did not anticipate. Uh, we've got, you know, we did not anticipate going to this event, so on and so forth. But uh, we have a customer that we started working with in, in 2012 uh, through 14 was their initial point of contact and build. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our earliest customers taught me a lot of lessons. Uh, it's just a tough-nosed character from downtown Pittsburgh, born yeah. and raised, and uh, became a great customer of ours over the last decade. We developed a, a wonderful relationship with him and his wife. And uh, they went on, they met through the Jeep community, through JJUSA. They met another couple from Chicago. We got introduced to them. They became lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a high dollar Jeep Cherokee XJ that we have been putting together for uh, 10 years. Continually. And, yeah. and, the, and at this point, it's like a fine wine. It's very refined. It's incredibly refined. And it's actually a challenge because people see XJs and they think, oh, that's a... $2,000 vehicle. Not this one. Not this one. This yeah. one has the documentation and the quality components got uh, just yeah. the best of the best name yeah. brands on it. It's got replacement. It's got a uh, custom axles and skids and sliders. I mean, it's got a ton of fabricated work. Yep. It is genuinely an ideal product. Yep. And the owner, his name's Jim, he just is ready to go a different way in his life. He's yep. he's he's literally, you know, 11 years, uh, 10, 11 years, you know, changed from where he initially started. Yep. And he was, he'd like to to let go of it to reinvest in something else in his uh, at this point in his life. The thing about that Jeep is it's a great representation of specifically our lead mechanic, Greg's craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. We've all touched the Jeep. Yep. Uh, I, I, it was actually one of the, the earliest Jeeps where it was just Greg and I. And so I personally did a lot on that Jeep as yeah. well back in the days when I was spinning a wrench. I'll go and you have done a good bit. That's the nicest driving XJ I've ever driven. hundred uh, percent. Jim yeah. thought he, he, Jim bought an XJ, but he really wanted a Ferrari. That's yes. what it came down to. But it's a great example of, of, the product that we can create for a customer yep, and specifically on the performance side of our business. Mm-hmm. And Jim was ready to move on and he had listed it for sale a couple of places. And he talked about taking it to uh, Meekum mm-hmm. and uh, he was only like, so, so on that. While we're having that conversation over here, yeah, completely unplanned, completely unplanned and unrelated the current owner of the 79 Wagoneer. I found it. Found it, yeah. right? That Scott had done a resto mod on over the course of a year and a quarter, year and a half. Yep. Did a beautiful, original, inspired resto mod on. Yeah, actually, it's more challenging because we tried to leave it alone to Correct. some extent. And we Correct. didn't just completely blow it apart. Those are actually easier. Yeah, blowing <laughs> them apart and putting them back together. Um, that owner who had bought it at a year ago from the found it owner, yep. uh, we helped initiate that transaction. He took it down to Florida. He tooled around in it. He yep. enjoyed it. It's on everything he wants took it, it to do. It did everything he wanted to do. Took it to a couple shows, showed it, had all, had all the fun with it. He approaches us at, at Bantam Jeep Heritage Festival and goes, hey, I'm taking this to Meekum. It's already registered. I already did the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, get the heck out of here. And Jim, uh, the XJ owner, Equally goes, we're doing it. He listed it for sale at Bantam, got a, just a couple tickle bites. Yep. And he said, uh, I'm doing it. I'm going to Meekum. I kid you not, folks, 
both of these Jeeps, one a representation in my mind of, of Greg's craftsmanship, one a representation of Scott's craftsmanship. Again, the whole business touches these, the whole logistic, the yeah. happiness of the customer. That's a whole Jeeper experience. Yep. But in the end, we have these phenomenal builders who oversee the the kind of the 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 big picture of the project, right? Us, yep. me and you working together, me and Greg working together, we you guys kind of the weight of the craftsman aspect fall on your shoulders. These two Jeeps, one is getting sold on Thursday, one is getting sold on Friday. Yep. It's a five day long auction. Yeah. The fact that this is happening the way and it's happening yep. is super cool. So this is a long story to tell you. We're headed to Meekum to kind of show off what Scott and Greg uh, have accomplished in their professional careers, what SFJ 4x4 has created as a whole, the impact we've had on the Jeep community. And we're going to see what these Jeeps uh, these Jeeps do when they go across the auction block. Yep. Uh, they could they could go home with the same owners based on a reserve selling price, and these owners are prepared for that. Um, or they could sell to the next individual that will take them on many adventures. And yep. I hope that I hope that they do for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. We're there to support the sale, to talk about it, to mm-hmm. answer questions for people, and just in general, share that experience that um, that I am very proud of that we have gotten to that level to accomplish and, and that you really, guys as builders have accomplished. And it'd be really cool just to see the process and how it works and the other uh, vehicles that will be there as well. It'll just be really cool to see that part. 100%. 100%. Well, speaking of all of those things, and that's coming up at the end of the month. Uh, uh, and, and I know you said two weeks out, but literally that's next week. That Just, hurt me. I know it, it did, Jeffrey. <laughs> I know it did. That 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 touched. Uh, so you're talking ten days away. You guys are shipping out. Okay, cool. That's a great story. Yeah, that <laughs> is a great story. By the time that some people are listening to this, uh, it we'll will be there. We'll be there. Yeah. So that's happening. But you know what? That's a great segue into these types of uh, of preserving the value of your vehicle, yes. right? Uh, yeah. How do you get it to me? Found it. How do you get it to make them? Found it, lived in a garage for 20 years. Yes. It right? got it got so lucky. And that was one of the the interesting vehicles that have made it well. Yes. You're storing stuff in a garage, and some of the stuff is aging well, and some of it is not. Yes. Right? So let's talk about that, because quite frankly, we've had a couple customers recently who said, hey... I'm not even using this vehicle. It was parked for two or three years. Yes. It was started and moved around the lot once yep. or twice. Um, how how does storing a vehicle, uh, how does that transfer in uh, valuation to the final product when you do actually go out there three, five, ten years later and you want to do something with this vehicle? Well, how do we have found it on one hand yeah. and we have these customers who – have a you know honestly one of the one of the jeeps that stands out to us specifically is a TJ that we're doing a yeah, frame 60, off on sixty thousand mile TJ sixty thousand mile TJ they which is one of the double worst layered carpets that protect the interior. This is the level they took and found a grandma's carpet yes. remnants yep. and put on top of the carpet in the jeep to try and protect to try it. to protect it and it is the rustiest TJ I'll go on record I've ever seen underneath. It is bad. Yeah, especially at that running, driving, moving, yes. right? You and know? and we, we kind of uh, uncovered, peeled back the layers of the onion, uh, us with the customer. And I have a smoking gun on what happened. And, and what I'll go into that is uh, it's how you store your vehicles is almost very important. What's the last trip you did before you stored it? Did you 
almost running out of gas? Did you go down a dirt road? Did you just drive it back from the worst blizzard of your life? Yes. And then you stick it in the garage. And sometimes the problem is we don't plan that storing. No. We just come in, shut it off. It's in the garage. And then life happens. Oh, you took the words out of my and, mouth. Life and, happens. And then you next thing you know, it's three months, six months, 12 months, two years, three years. Uh, and that vehicle is just sitting there. That was never your intention to never leave your it intention. in this in this capacity. And, and man, you just you hit the nail on the head. And, and what specifically happened with this TJ is uh, the they had a, a family that was growing, expanding. They were going into med school, and and one was in high school. Uh, two boys there, and they were interchangeably using it. it was a third vehicle. Um, so, you know, mom and dad aren't really watching how it's being used, sure. but they weren't abusing it either. They they all have great memories of this Jeep uh, and love it dearly at this point. Uh, they did not buy it new, but they tried to do appropriate buying uh, education when they did that. Had obviously very low miles on it when they bought it. Um, but what was happening is they were driving into Cleveland for like... Uh, time at the hospital and then it would get stopped you know stored and there is literally still salt on the frame of this cheap yes mm-hmm. still to yes. this day and it has not been driven in the winter in a long time yes so years years and uh, years and that years. salt has continued to eat and make problems for this jeep and anything that was a little spot that could start to rust has. Yes. Uh, there is no body mounts on the driver's side at all. Right. Left at right. all. Um, and, and, and the sad part is look at the Jeep, you know, a 20 foot away, you would never know. Uh, correct. And we actually had one uh, that we that we actually refused to work on and, yes. and purchase. That was better um, shaped than this. That was arguably better shaped than this. Yes. And, uh, and again, it was... That specific Jeep was actually owned by a funeral home. Yep. And you think about how well funeral homes uh, tend to care for their vehicles. You yes. know, they have frequent and, and, well, car washing and whatnot. And this and was this a Jeep that they used for, for their plowing. For plowing. Yes. It was a worst case scenario. Yes. They literally took it out in the winter just to beat on it. Yep. It only had 50,000, 60,000 miles I think on it. Was it less than that. Yeah. And, uh, and they would go, you know, shunt some errands in the winter, yes. but then they just. It would sit. It would sit. Yep. It would sit. It would get all schmutzed up on the frame, yep. and then it would sit. And so there is a, a lesson to be learned there. But I, I want to go back, and I kind of want to break this down for people in a in a kind of a. I'll say it's even worse in our market because Jeeps are a tool. They are something you use on muddy roads, uh, back roads, mm-hmm. winter vehicles, and at that time you never intend it to be a classic or desirable or anything. Uh, of value it is yes. a tool that you're going to own for this period of time. And then it's going to go off somewhere else in its life, but something happens, something clicks where you're like, this is an old shoe that I love an old baseball glove yep. and, and these little nicks and, and bruises in it. I remember those and I want to hold on to it. Well, the problem is, is all that's use of loving it. Yes takes its toll on it so yes. you, you have to be cognizant of that and be understanding that now we got to pay for those those uses <laughs> we got to pay for the yeah we got to pay for that and it, that's that's what i was going to say is that we're going to break this down into you know storing and, and and that utilization is kind of the first and foremost thing is we never uh, what i heard you say was 
you don't know what drive is that last drive, yes. right? And so the idea that, hey, this is where I shut the vehicle off. I see the listings all the time. If, if you don't know about me, I'm a purveyor of the classified ads. Yes. It's one of the things that makes me kind of unique in my position. Can't I can't love, I love the concept of buying and selling. I just genuinely can't help it. Real quick, I'm just going to interrupt with this comment. Chuck just chimed in and said, Doc Brown has a doctorate in philosophy. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> he does. Very thoughtful individual. Uh, it, I always see ran when parked. Yes. At, how yeah. long ago was that parked? How long ago was that parked? And, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean it ran and, well and was or it anything else. Doing was doing a Brody in a dirt field before it was parked. Correct. Did it, <laughs> did it rev limiter. Did it, yeah, did it rev limiter <laughs> in and a dying breath? It, yeah. You shut it off, you know? Yeah. Did so, you go bahaing through the mud with it first? Yeah. Yes. So if there's any if there's any inkling, of course, we, we can't always look into our crystal ball and know that, no. you know, this is the last time I'm going to drive this vehicle or move this vehicle for a really long time. I've got vehicles stored inappropriately all over the area. <laughs> I'm not disclosing <laughs> where, when, or how many. Yeah. Um, I can just you know, say, you know. I was going to say, there's there's things there. There's reasons you should be on the Discord, just saying. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you should be part of our Patreon. we got a couple new Patreon people. We have to make sure we uh, welcome yeah, them at the out. end. Give them a shout out. But um, but the idea that uh, your, your intention is never to leave it in such a way that is depreciating. Yes. But ultimately... Because they are investments. They I, are investments, or they do make us happy, yes. right? So even if it's not a financially sound investment, yes. it is an investment in our own uh, enjoyment or happiness. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of storing a vehicle is is arguably that concept of uh, of creating the best possible experience, right? That valuation of what makes me happy. And so I know that there's a number of things that I have lingering out there that I'm going that's not how I want this to be stored. That's yeah. not how, this is not aging well, right? Um, yeah, and then and say, I can completely identify with it because I like to use my vehicles as much as possible. So I will be into uh, late October, sometimes even November, depending on how the weather goes, still trying to do that last drive. Yes. And sometimes I'm looking at, you know, a week in the future of the forecast and it's like, Hey, we're gonna get this yes. law happening, and it's a it's a mad scrapple right at the last minute to stuff everything away, and you forget about that Cheeto that the the kids had in the back seat, <laughs> and now it's laying on the carpet, and you know you pull it out in May, and it's grown into the carpet, yes, and it's colored that you only want to describe. That stuff happens, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And how do we, and, and so the idea here is we have short-term storage and we have long-term storage. Yes. Right. And sometimes short-term turns into long-term. Yes. And once, once we've gotten to that point of short turning into long, how do we then go back and make the best of it? Yep. Right. So you're talking about putting it away for winter. Yep. Uh, some uh, people have. <laughs> we, I've got a story about putting it away for winter. Well, okay. And then some people have, um, uh, some people who have, you know, their, their toy, either their hot rod or their car is uh, it lives at another property yeah, and they'll go get it out two or three, you know, after two or three weeks, you know, they'll drive it for a weekend or a a week and then it'll go back to bed for uh, two or three weeks. Um, So that's, again, a short-term storage option. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try and give you some tools in conversation for either one of those and not just the philosophical approach. Mm -hmm. Um, What story were you going to share with us, Jeffrey? So when it comes to winter storage, making sure that if it is a temporary storage unit, it's durable enough to hold up to the elements for your area. 
Okay. Because uh, I I purchased a carport last year oh. uh, for you know a decent amount of money. And I warned you. <laughs> I put it up and it held up great with the winds. It was doing great with the the heavy rains. Uh, the Northeast Ohio, great you know the Great Lakes. You get those freak snowstorms that just dumps on you. Sure. We had one of the one of the first major snowstorms dumped so much snow that within an hour there was a, a foot of snow on it. Sure. And it collapsed the carport onto my wife's car. Yeah, not good. And that was eight thousand dollars worth of damage done to her oh, car. Oh my yeah. goodness. So yeah. I I too have a, a similar story and I'll just expedite it and say that one of the buildings that I was um storing vehicles in now Granted, I was there free of charge, but it was a building that other uh, property was stored in via money. So I, people were paying to have their vehicle stored in this building. Mm-hmm. And it could be 50 bucks a month. It could be 75 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, the roof, it was actually, it was structurally unsound. Yep. And the roof collapsed similarly under snow load. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, it was free of charge and I knew the risks, but... If you are an individual who's thinking about storing your vehicle for the winter uh, or short-term storage of some capacity, you really have to understand, where am I putting my vehicle? Is it the best place, right? So that's kind of first and foremost in your – well, first and foremost is what was the last thing I was doing with my vehicle, right? Yeah, that's just the vehicle itself. That's just the vehicle itself. Then you got to look at the container you put the vehicle into. Correct. And the container that it goes into, is it a sound space? Because not only is it, you know, is it environmentally (laughs) sealed. Darla just said, well, there goes the carport idea. Yeah, I don't recommend the carport yeah, in this do area. That. Don't do the or, carport. Or you gotta go all in. And don't do, do the tents either. I'm yeah. the. I'm a. I'm an. I'm an idiot because I keep buying these. We, we've fabric tents. We've stop been. doing it. Don't do it. I've, yeah. I'm telling you right now. Please stop buying these tents. Yeah. The last tent I put up, I knew that I was only going to have up for eight months. What is it? A year and a quarter later, I the mean, tents have fallen down. I don't want to call you out. I mean, if you, you were going to do a, do a carport idea, then sure, go all in, though, and build yeah. it structurally sound. It, it's a it's a garage at that Not, point with outside walls. Yes. That's where you have to be. But, Correct. But these these stopgap measures, these, you know, here's my number one lessons. You pay now or you pay later, but you yes. always pay. Yeah. And you buy the cheap tent garage, you buy the cheap carport, you're going to pay later no matter what. 100%. And, and, and that's just a life lesson. Before you get the use. Correct. So- and the I've even it's gone as far as I you know paid for storage uh, off site, was in a decent enough area, and they had a break in, and they literally tried to saw the exhaust off my truck, and stole ra- uh, radio equipment out of it and change and all kinds of stuff, and I got off lightly I feel, and they didn't even tell me until I went to go get the vehicles. Oh dear. So I've run the gamut of of storing cars over the years. Uh, but still, storing it in that building was a better choice than driving it in the winter uh, or storing it outside. So. so we'll get to that in a hot second because yeah. outside is is kind of where a lot of people might just be forced into. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but we were talking about those buildings. So you brought up a good point of if I am doing short-term storage uh, and I'm making sure that the building's not going to collapse or the carport's not going to collapse on me. Now, what kind of area and what kind of security measures do I have? Yep. Right? That's really, really important. The and other thing is critter intrusion. Oh, that's yep. so hard. Okay. So we have environmental, we have uh, social, you know what yes. I mean? As far as, hey, is it safe? 
Yep. Uh, but then critter intrusion. Yes. And we have had if you if it exists for critter uh, deterrent, I've tried it. And and we have had customers come in with peppermint, with Irish. Yeah. Uh, what's that? The soap. Irish, Irish spring. spring. Irish spring doesn't work. Uh, the no. only thing I that literally I had like, mice chew on Irish spring bars of soap. Oh, that we I put in the garage. We've had customers constantly chewing on Irish spring bars. It doesn't not, work. Not the customer, not the they're customers. mice. Well, well then. Well then. <laughs> I mean, if it is the customer, that's the that, grandma's oh, purse I mean, candy. That's yeah, we don't have grandma's oh, purse candy out front. Uh, we constantly stop putting Irish spring in your vehicles. First and foremost, I can just straight up say that peppermint cotton balls, uh, don't maybe work for the first week, maybe a little bit, but then you have to keep, you have to keep yeah. that peppermint super strong. You gotta yeah. be able to go out and reapply The a only lot. product that I found has personally worked in my own experience is mothballs. Yes. And, and I've literally all the mothballs. Yes. I've told people, I said, uh, a, a mouse is a mammal and it has similar needs as you yes so if you don't like it there's a good chance that the mouse does not like it either yes if you like it then the mouse is going to like it yes and i can't stand mouthballs and they can't either and i <laughs> use the heck out of mothballs in my storage application yes. simply and, because you know, after I a value, while it gets better it's exactly <laughs> right you get adjusted to it but you know what they i don't uh, they don't no. and because it's only a momentary interaction and, with the and, mothball and it's and the crazy part overloads is, their sensory uh like my camper i just you know experienced it this week uh I mothballed the crap out of that, and I get the moisture absorbent uh, things. I put two or three of those in there. If your cupboards are closed, they doesn't get the mothball smell, and they will still go in there. Yes. They won't go on the counters. They won't be in the bedding. They won't be in that area. But anywhere that is isolated from that, they will go. Yes. And so that's been my experience. Uh, there's some plug-in options that are supposed to emit uh, frequency and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I don't know that I buy any of that. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be a highway free, uh, frequency, keep the critters yeah, out. There are limitations. And the thing is, you would have to be storing in a space where you have access to uh, electric. electric. Yeah. Now, Speaking of, that includes uh, your batteries. And I love that idea, right? Yeah. So so we've talked a little bit about the space, you know, storing indoor, I, indoors, ideally, uh, environmental safety precautions. Mm -hmm. You know, is this in a a good area uh, and really real quick before we get with plug-in and don't let me get sidetracked too much too carrying <laughs> carrying a level of insurance yes. that protects storage oh yeah right yeah. um all vehicles have like plan for the unplanned yeah so don't take your insurance off it entirely no. you can go down to liability but uh the biggest thing fire and theft fire and theft Yep. And make sure that your deductible uh, is appropriate to the damage that could happen to your vehicle. So if your fire and theft is a thousand dollars, yes, I gotta tell you, a it broken window, a broken window, a stereo missing, yep, and you know, exhaust missing, exhaust missing, it's stainless. That's about a thousand bucks there. Oh, more. Well, I mean, at that point in time, yeah, but you're paying out $1,000. Are you actually getting yeah. uh, appropriate return? Yep. I would call and make sure that your fire and theft deductible, yeah, you might pay a little more in your premium per month, mm -hmm. but I would keep your deductible low uh, so that you're paying you know, only $200 out of pocket. And have that uncomfortable conversation with your insurance agent and say, okay, I have this vehicle. This is what I have invested in it. Uh, they are there to help you. It's not a, I'm not going to tell them because they're out to charge me more money. No, because at the end, 
something happens as a total loss and you know you're like i am with my car you know you're 25 thirty thousand dollars into it right at this point for a, a vehicle that otherwise i book says is value less say say i'll just make up numbers say six and you hadn't have that conversation with your insurance agent and then something happens they're going to pay you six yep and that is what it is and no amount of whining or or dealing with it after the fact is going to make up for that if you're in that situation then you have to pay the piper which is hard <laughs> yeah, and 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 put a agreed value onto that vehicle. And I got to be honest, as far as buildings that you're storing in, unless you are storing in a uh, an actual facility that focuses on vehicle storage, right? Yeah. That they are set up to do high end vehicle storage, they may not be carrying sufficient amount of property insurance. They're yes. likely not. They're likely not. You yeah. as a vehicle owner, our listeners right now, yeah. you are, are liable. You are responsible for your stored vehicle, yeah. right? And so understand, don't rely on them that they're going to do what you yeah. think they are supposed to do. They're just, or their property insurance may only cover so much. Their property insurance may only cover so much valuation. So again, if you have that $30,000 vehicle, yep. you might, if you didn't tell your insurance agent that it's worth more than six, yep. their insurance certainly isn't going to give you more than six. And it sucks because that makes your premiums go up, but it's it's a... Right, but if this is the, a worthwhile vehicle that you are trying to store appropriately... Yep short or long term, yep. then you want that appropriate, uh, you know, parachute. Yes. And so that's one of the valuable things is in our, in our talking points is first and foremost, what was the last drive yep. before the storage short or long term? What, what things is it being stored in? Yep. Um, and then is that evaluation prior to storage and, and then during storage appropriate? Better. What are you storing around it? So what what do you mean by that? Uh, well, when something becomes a storage container, it's amazing how like, well, I really like this door, but yes. the door is not going to be used until this time. And so where am I going to put this door? Well, you know, I have this building Yes, and it has these cars in it and there's yes. these aisleways. I'll just put it in there and lean it up gently against that. And uh, you mean I'm, I shouldn't store my fireworks in the same building as the vehicles? <laughs> I mean, fireworks is not even that big of a deal to me. And, and all the unless gas you're, cans. Unless you're paying somebody else, you know, or somebody else is paying you to have a store in there. It's 100%. You don't I, know how many fireworks I have. I Yeah, but I get exactly <laughs> what Scott is saying because Jeff's how often. dropped as we speak. Right, yeah. <laughs> Jeff's insurance agent is like, well, it was nice knowing you. Yeah, well, uh, canceled. I get exactly what you're saying because it's like. Um, I have this building. I yep. like this this household door, this piece of furniture, 100%. and and I'm just gonna shove it in close to this vehicle. And oh, yeah. oh, somebody just moved it, and now it got really close to this car. Yeah. Um, and then you get it out next spring, and there's a scratch that goes from one end of the vehicle to the other. I I promise you, folks, from my it's own happened. my <laughs> own bad the, my bad experiences when we used to go to events. Uh, in the early years, right, 12 to, to 16 or so, 17, we would carry, we had these enclosed car haulers, we had an enclosed trailer, and we would carry a Jeep or two, you know, Jeep in there, and then we would pack parts in around, around it, it to sell the parts at shows. Yep. I destroyed more parts. Yes. And I scratched up my my personal Jeep in that process. 100%. Because um, you just couldn't do both. Yes. You can do one or you can do the other. Yes. And it depends on what your focus 
needed to be on. At that time, my focus was surviving. Yes. You know, so. And you got to do what you got to do. We're just telling you best practice, not what actually reality correct. is. Correct. We want you to learn from, from our experiences, uh, I mean, but reality easy, is reality. Easy to fix that is just put a car cover on it. And then you have a, a isolation between it. Now, with that said, do I cover my vehicles like I should? No. So there are some <laughs> options when you are stored indoors. Yes. Um, again, this is more a long, long, long-term storage. A couple months is is they do have you know nice form fit uh, car covers. Yep. So throw the mothballs in if you can stand it. Put the car oh, cover no, over. Just it. put them in. <laughs> put them in. Put them in. We're not a respirator the if you have to. You know. Yeah, that's fine. And then put the car cover on it. Yep. Uh, if you are in a space where you're, you're trying to pack a lot of things in, car dollies are nice. They allow yes. mobility and you can squeeze things in. I've seen pool noodles used mm-hmm. to uh, put the locks on the, the car dollies and then pool noodle the sides between, uh, you know, between spaces, apparatus, you know, that you could be bouncing across it. Yep. Um, and, uh, and and then, even on the higher end of things, uh, there are actually car bubbles yes. you can buy that are small bubbles that help with uh, climate control and airflow. Yes. Uh, here's the piece, right? Jeffrey had brought up electricity. Yep. If you are in a space where you have access to electricity, a battery tender is pivotal. Yes. Um, a lot of our jobs most recently, I am actually just building battery tenders into the service, yes. the repair order, and service batteries order. at this point are $150 to $300. Yes. That is a big investment. Um, we can put a battery tender for, uh, battery tender is 40, 50 bucks yep. and wired in well so that it's hardwired. All you have to do is plug into a 110 wall outlet. Yep. That's a great insurance plan that we can give you right on your vehicle yep. that preserves it for short or long term. So that if you just pull in and you know, uh, that, hey, I'm just pulling this in temporarily. I don't, I don't care if you're doing it for a week. If every Sunday you go to the car cruise and it sits for a week until the next Sunday, plug it in. 100%. That will be the difference between you not being able to leave that car show later Yes, with the battery being junk because it's constantly depreciating. You're only driving it that few miles. It's never getting a full charge. And now you've shortened that battery's life. If it's always full, it's going to be fine. I'm going right. to go a step further. If you do not do not have power, 100%. disconnect the battery. Yes. Just disconnect it. Yep. So I, and I will take that yet further. Yep. If you do not have power and you're in a position, disconnect it, remove the battery from yes. the vehicle. Yep. Uh, for twofold. One is that, that theft issue. Because yes. now if it's just a loosey-goosey battery, you could uh, be subject to somebody grabbing it and going. Two... I like to have batteries have a level of temperature control. Mm -hmm. So a battery will have a better lifespan if you can keep it in a space where it's not penduluming wildly from hot to cold. Yes. You don't want a battery to depreciate naturally and be subjected to the cold. You want to uh, keep it in a space that stays between 50 and and 75 degrees. And Uh, perhaps you you can get a tender for for wherever else you're going to store the battery so that you can maintain the battery while it's not in the vehicle. Uh, For many years, we take the battery out. I take it to the basement or a back room, put it on a tender. Like Jeffrey's saying, now it's in my household. It just sits on a tender all all, all winter. It might be somewhere you're going to be near it once in a while. So check on. Correct. Yep. Um, and and that is such valuable information to say, hey, these are the best practices for, yep. for storing. Another thing, too, is if it's going to be six months, 
by doing what Neil just said, where you remove the battery, you have it stored elsewhere. Now that mouse goes in and they chew that hot wire that's got a constant power or something like that. Now you don't have a house fire. Correct. Because when you put the battery in and then suddenly you see smoke, you're there. You can attend to it appropriately. If that happens while it's in storage off somewhere else, you're none the wiser until the vehicle is gone. Yes, until that mouse has chewed through the insulation on the on a and creating a dead short, and now uh, we have you know the battery has welded itself or the wires have welded itself into the vehicle. And plus, you know your vehicle. So has it had a brand new wiring harness installed, or does it have old original wiring that you don't know how many times Jim Bob's put in radios, cut things, spliced things, that kind of stuff. That's the stuff you have to worry about. All right. So we have a little, we have a few minutes left. We want to talk about, these are all the ideal situations, yes. right? Uh, the last piece I'll mention real quick is uh, a fuel stabilizer. Yes. Okay? So we'll just call it that fuel stabilizer. There's a number of different products out there, um, but you want to make sure that Do you something. have something to preserve that you have fresh fuel on startup next, next time that you jump into the vehicle. Yep. Uh, if it's a few weeks at a time, run premium fuel through it. Uh, I understand the octane. Uh, it may not be appropriate, exactly appropriate for your motor, but the higher octane fuels tend to have uh, better lasting power yeah, than. And the if you have an old carbonated vehicle, like I do, <laughs> try to put ethanol-free fuel in it or uh, ethanol remover in it because the carburetor will be happier long term. Hundred percent. So there's a couple other little peculiarities there with storing that vehicle. You know, kind of that short term, even long term. Those are your ideal. Let's talk about not ideal. Let's just give people kind of a rundown yeah. on what you shouldn't do. Well, you shouldn't park your uh, vehicles in your driveway for the whole summer with no wax on them and no cover on the windows. Is that, are you speaking from personal experience? Uh, yes. Yeah, the, the Rambler's paint and my truck's paint have failed significantly in my ownership because of that kind of storage practice. Interesting. Interesting. Do not park on the grass. There yeah. you go. Do not park on the grass. Yes. I understand that you might be listening right now and this might be the only option you have is parking on the grass. Here's the thing. Do anything in your power to get that vehicle up off the ground yes. and make sure that Air there is, is sufficient airflow underneath the vehicle. Yep. Um, do not pet park on wet dirt floors or really dirt or gravel floors, period. Yeah. And if you do, if you have the means to keep air circulating, yes. Uh, because you, that, it sounds crazy, but that air, uh, drying out that air will be your best benefit. Yep. Um, and you need something to isolate it between. And at some point in my life, I went as far as I put Visqueen down on the dirt floor. What is Visqueen for people uh, who are listening? It's a thin mill plastic that you buy at your uh, at Lowe's or Home Depot. Yep. <laughs> yep. Lowe's if you're if you're Jeffrey. Yep. Uh, no doubt. Then I went and I got all the pallets I could muster, and I palletized the floor over top of the plastic, and then I got lucky enough that I found a countertop for free, and I screwed that down. I made my own wooden floor. Yep. And what I did is I moved that vehicle off the dirt floor at least six inches, yes. if not more. Uh, plus, then you figure the f distance from the tires up. And that actually worked really well. Yes. Uh, and I, I, too, have done a tarp in the grass. Yep. Uh, pallets. 
yep. two by fours and yep. as, as stringers and drove the vehicle, you know, or, or pushed the vehicle down there yep. and getting it up off the ground. You really don't want that grass to be touching the body side. No. Um, it will be the fastest way for that vehicle to become one with the earth again. Yes. Um, so we don't want to store it in the direct harsh elements um, these suns, rain or snow. Correct. <laughs> and, uh, obviously that last drive or the last time you store it should not be, uh, winter and salty, salty roads and yes. then onto grass. I hear a lot of people say, but I parked it on the pavement, yeah. right? Um, if your last drive was in the, the schmutz of the road yeah. and you parked it on the pavement and then it has just been subjected to heat and cool cycles yeah. without any extra movement. The worst thing you can do with vehicles is not use them. Yes. That is 100% the biggest challenge. And, and I will do something on that note. Tarps are not car covers. No. They hold moisture to the car and you will not have a roof. That is the, the, the truth is something interesting. You can use tarps appropriately when working with cars, but car covers need to breathe. Yes. They have to be able to vent out the moisture. Yep. Uh, it's actually not a whole lot dissimilar from dealing with your house. We recognize that moisture is always going to be present, but we have to be able to try and, you know, expel it from yep. the from the product block and moisture from coming in allow moisture to escape correct yeah. and i i've got traditionally even in a fairly temperature controlled garage i will crack the windows on the car to allow temperature change to not affect the interior differently than the outside of the car as well yes. that's where moisture can take hold mold can start you want that air to move around and be able to, to get up from there and I know it's a challenge because they're giving you a you know, rodent, a way to get in. That's why you just crack it. But you That's why you got air. mothballs in and there. And that's why there's mothballs in there. <laughs> and don't be surprised if, you know, halfway through storage, you need to supplement some mothballs. Yes. So <laughs> I think that for the most part, here's the thing. Uh, Darn we... is asking a Simpson family Jeep storage. <laughs> we wish. Yeah, right. We're... Um, I actually have a long time played with with you know, professional storage idea. We're not there yet, but we've had people um, coming no, to us no, for hard tops and soft tops. Nicer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually at a point where, like I said, I've got some, some, some interesting vehicles and that's I a, that's desire a problem. If you wanted to make SFJ a storage facility, you'd have to buy one big enough that would support all of your own vehicles first. And mine. And, and Scott's. <laughs> and, and then we might have room for a couple yeah, customer that's, vehicles. That's very, very, very much on the struggle bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I recognize that. I do. Um, but there is, there is uh, merit to it as a society that I think we're, we're pendulumine. This has kind of been a term that I've used, and it's how I look at the world. Uh, we we went through a, a large level of consumption from maybe the 60s through uh, the 90s, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I th we saw businesses grow to the point where they really are um, advertising consumption, right? A consumer-based uh, market. I think we are starting to swing back the other direction, people going, I kind of want to downsize. I want a little bit smaller. Certainly I know that's something that my family is going through and the things that I have, I want them to be a little nicer again. Yeah. Right. Um, and once I have those nice things, I've worked hard and I've gotten this nice thing the way that I want it to be. Now I want to keep it nice, yep. you know? And, um, that's a lesson that has, it's hard to learn, but I think once you start to get in that mindset and I do see it happening more in society, 
um, storing and storage went from, hey, I just need a self-storage unit to, to store all my crap to now I want a nice place to keep my stuff because um, because I want to keep it nice. Yeah. Um, I don't need it in this exact moment, but in three weeks and three months and three years, I want to come back and I want it to be as nice as it can be. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing. Like I said, I started to, to elaborate. We have a number of customers who we do their soft tops and hard tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, when 20 years ago, when we were swapping our hard tops out, uh, my family, we just kept our hard tops sitting outside on a pallet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right. And and it's like at least, I, at least Amy's on cement. I know a bunch of people, but this sitting outside. Uh, certainly, the JKJL group. They don't want to just keep their yeah. hard top as you should. Not, not do not do don't do it as what I do. And so as an industry, <laughs> well, there's a whole lot of a lot of response going. How do we keep these tops nice for people? Yes, because when you go to put it back on in the fall, you don't really want to be cleaning all the spider webs out and, oh, yeah. and chasing the squirrels out of there. Yeah. Stuff that we used to just do with CJs and YJs and early of the TJs. Yeah, very interesting shift in and, our. And our how do you store your doors? Base. How do you store your? your Years ago, we just took our doors off and we set them on the ground. A couple, yeah. couple weeks ago, there was a great chat in our Discord from the Patreons going on about how to do the door storage and yeah, yeah all the different creative yeah. options that came out of it yeah. without question. And like my wife CJ completely restored it. I took doors off one spring, sat them down. Uh, got moisture, didn't know about it, and I put it back on that fall. I had rust oh, yeah. down in the pinch well yes. that I still have to fix now. Yes. And I had painted that. It's the only vehicle I've ever painted. Yes. Because it was for my wife. And here we have rust in the door now. That was a rust-free door when I started. Right, because we stored it incorrectly. I'm, I'm, incorrectly. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Sucks. <laughs> and that's such a challenge. That's yeah. such a challenge. Uh, this was a great conversation. I hope that if anybody has any uh, input to it, obviously we always like people to jump into the comments. If you're listening to us while working or in your truck or commuting, we really value that uh, that you have chosen us to be part of that experience with you. Know that you can always jump on Monday live at 1019 on the Book of Faces. Jump into there. Have a fun time hanging out in the comments interacting with us. You can be one of the people that we're talking about and with, uh, just as we do normally. Or you can obviously leave a comment on the YouTube uh, when that when this video is posted. But you can always reach out to us via our text-only number or emailing Jeffrey, uh, and you can be part of this conversation. We appreciate that. You additionally have the opportunity to become one of our supporting Patreons. Mm-hmm. And we have a growing number of individuals who are critical in ensuring that this program continues to air weekly by you know supporting us financially uh, monthly. And we are so very thankful of that. Uh, with that said, when you pledge into Patreon, uh, you get access to a, a, a unique chat room where we are actually hanging out on our, our private time, our social time. Yep. There's a lot of fun, uh, interesting conversations uh, from cheetah print to Crocs, Crocs to socks. door storage to yeah. uh, camping trips. And you get a little behind the scenes now and then of a Scott's Metal Shop and uh, other little shenanigans that shenanigans. we do. Yes. Um, and so it's a, a really cool opportunity. It's a great, fun conversation piece. Uh, and so that's another way that you can get involved. And Neil uh, does love the croc pictures. Uh-huh. No, 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 sure. <laughs> So, you know, that, you can that was get, from Darla, of by the way. Of course it was. <laughs> so you can, there are ways for you to get involved. 
And uh, we we are so, so thankful for everyone that has already uh, taken us up on that and has become involved. And with that, there are certain ways to get extra merchandise, specialty products, stickers, um, and obviously uh, unique tokens of appreciation at different events um, that uh, that are just just available for that level of support. So thank you folks who are doing that and getting involved and you can be one of those people as well. Hopefully it will address what you're, you are looking for for storage. If you had any other questions on how or what you should be doing for storage short or long term, we're here for it. And totally. Ch- Chip just said, pull the pin and walk away. Yeah, that's you got to go on Discord and know what that means. Yep. yep. That's oh, a- no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. We're going to take a moment. We're going to transition, and we'll be back to talk about hashtag not sponsored, a unique product that Jeffrey is super geeked up about. Yes. And now it's time for our product spotlight. Hashtag not sponsored. Spotlight. Hashtag not sponsored. All right, so it has nothing to do with storage. Not no, even Not, not even, even remotely. Remote. Not even slightly. Um, we could blind the mice away. We could blind them away. <laughs> so it's more wiring for the mice to chew that's on. True. And it, it really burn is. down your vehicle if well, if SFJ doesn't install it. That's true too. So this was a customer actually brought this in for us to install, and I thought it was very valuable to actually review it uh, because the the brand is called Lux L U X. What is it, Jeffrey? We didn't even tell you. Uh, so it is a rock light set. And they have the option of going all white, or you can do the RGB. Uh, the The downside to the RGB in this is they're all wired individually, so you have to wire every wire. Uh, the pack that this customer bought is eight lights, so you've got four wires per light at times eight lights. You got to wire all that to a controller. Yep. Yep. Um, the benefits are is you can actually create several different colors with these LED lights using this RGB controller. Uh, Mm -hmm. The controller will actually combine different wires Mm -hmm. to make different colors. Uh, And then if you combine them all, you can get your true white. Now the controller will do all that for you, so you can literally just go on Bluetooth and select the color you want. And it looks like we got a shielded, nice weather type uh, wire. It is. It is. It's a very... Well-constructed wire. Uh, the the light itself is also protected uh, with a, a, a solid polymer cast body is what they're saying. Mm. The, the lighting comes with an IP68 rating, so that's pretty good right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a high output to it. The one thing that I thought was really unique is that these lights, because of the, the waterproof rating, they completely encased it. The way they can get away with doing that is they put magnetic mounts on the back. Mm. Right positive sides is it's really simple to mount for most consumers yep the downside especially with the jljt platform as aluminum everything's aluminum yeah right so now you run into an issue where it's not magnetic and you have to create mounts for it they do sell a mounting tab that you could screw in mm-hmm. um it's just a little flat plate of steel that you would screw in and then this, this would sit right on top of so that is an option um the other thing is when you're looking through their FAQs, they have a, a really fun thing that I, I read to Neil and I said, this is going to be our product spotlight just because of this alone. Right. Uh, in their questionnaire, how bright are they? And everybody always wants to know, what's the lumens? We know lumens isn't always a, the right yeah. answer. Uh, especially with rock lights. Especially with They're rock a different lights. use. Yep. So th- their response is, have you stared at the sun lately? <laughs> 
We do not post lumens because it is an irrelevant measurement for rock lights. There is also no governing or competition to see if their specs are accurate. We will say that in a consumer test where the brands of lights were not given that lux, uh, they were one, 9 to 1 in brightness and light coverage when mounted to a Jeep, even over competitors costing four times as much. And there's 100% money back satisfaction guaranteed backing it up. So That's awesome. Um, I like the, the functionality of this company. Um, I am interested to see how well these lights do work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did do some bench testing with them a little bit just to see the brightness, and they do loom- illuminate pretty well. Yeah, and I think it, it's funny that rock lights in general are a very popular thing. They started in a very functional group of individuals yes. uh, who were legitimately wheeling and needed to, you know, orient their vehicle so that they could see where they were going to place their tire. Yep. Uh, at the same time, anybody who grew up through the 80s and 90s totally have an appreciation for underglow. Yes. And that, that beautiful... This is just a new that, way. <laughs> yes. That beautiful neon light that used to be produced uh, under the under the vehicle. Yep. This is just the new way to do that. Yeah. Uh, though the highly functional, you know, grouping and the underglow crowd, it's reasonably merged at this point. We like to accessorize. Uh, we like to, to have fun with our vehicles. I am all for it. All The only thing I ask is that you do a clean, appropriate longitudinal installation. Yeah. People oftentimes, because they trivialize the rock lights as uh, something that's not uh, required, it's not safety, it's not functionality, it's whatever. Yeah. They just they don't pay the the time and attention for a quality installation. Yeah. Equally, when people come in and I try and I quote you that it's going to be five to to six and a half hours to install rock lights. Uh, some of they, our they lose their mind sometimes. Some customers, some people who are not our regular customers, they're like too expensive, not for me. Yeah. That's fine. You go do you. Our good customers know that the quality of our install, the weather pack tightness of our connections, yep. the fact that we have literally had customers come in with wires uh, fr- that were installed elsewhere, wrapped around their drive shaft, yep. yeah. or melted to their exhaust. Yep. Or that- you try to put it on the lift and you're crushing wires because they inappropriately ran them. Correct. So the fun thing about rock lights is they make people happy yes. and that's okay. Yep. And so the only thing when it, when that bridges with a professional uh, process like we have, we just want to make sure that they're going to make you happy for a very long time. Right. Yes. Uh, this, this company looks to be kind of interesting. There's no exact right answer. I can tell you that rigid lights make some of the best lights on the market period. We've been using their rock lights for many, many years successfully. They just keep working and they work well. Mm-hmm. But the downside is that rigid does not give you RGB. Right. They only do A single color. colors. So if you know what your color is, uh, your accent color or what you would like to use, then awesome. But if you like the RGB, there's a handful of different uh, manufacturers that we've dabbled with over the years with varying degrees of success. So it'll be interesting to try this piece. This is not one that we're actively selling, but a customer brought in. We were doing our homework prior to installation. Jeff found their Q&A. They were witty and direct and appropriate in their responses. Yes. And it's not a nameless, faceless Amazon store. Yep. Uh, so I think that it will be a well, a worthwhile experience to try these out. 
I, I agree. And I, I'm excited to see, like I said, the longevity is what I, I would like to see out of these. No um, doubt. And this is a good customer of ours who we will see that back here and we'll, we'll yeah. know if the lights are holding and, up or and not. And he did ask us before he even ordered them what we thought of it. And we, you know, me and Greg are honest and said, well, we haven't dealt with this company before, but, you know, let's try it out. If, try it if out. you're sold on it, you know, that's, that's what you're the one making that decision. And we're going to do our best to, to respond accordingly. Yep. And then the other important factor when, when we talk about the proper install too, uh, not only not running around drive shafts and to exhaust, but also when you're hooking it to the battery, making sure all your connections are appropriate and safe. So you're not yes. creating car and, fires and fused and fused properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's something. All right, folks. Uh, we have had a great story and conversation uh story time mm -hmm. circle time if you will uh conversation on storing your vehicles today uh obviously a lot of good things we will be at mecham in a couple weeks and then we'll actually be taking a week off immediately following mecham uh for some you know vacation time and personal stuff needing to be addressed uh had a, a really good uh, <laughs> the the car fire comment was that a shot at Neil is what Chip's asking. No, I mean, I, it was not I've a never, shot at Neil. If you uh, if you're on Discord, you know. That was yeah. Chip <laughs> is talking about was that a shot at Neil? No, I've never actually uh, burnt down a vehicle based on improper wiring. No. Hands down, one hundred percent. Anything no. that I've done. Thankfully, I got involved pretty early on. <laughs> that was a shot at me that was a shot at me folks you know what i'm gonna leave it on wow. that just, just know that i was wiring vehicles long before scott uh got his influence into now that's not to say that i have not uh benefited from him <laughs> and greg over the years holy i have and i'm here to admit that but i was successfully not burning vehicles down in my teenage years as well yeah this was a good one. Uh, we don't want you to burn your vehicle down in storage. Yes. So hope, hope that some of our tips and tricks uh, will benefit you. Don't park it on the grass, folks, and pay attention to the last time you drove it. How, how did you leave that vehicle? Is it going to store the best that it can store yes. uh, for the short and long-term possibilities? I hope that you enjoyed this. You can get involved with us by emailing Jeffrey directly at jeff j-e-f-f-c at sfj4x4.com or hitting us up on our text only number 440-855-2100 and we'll do this again next week jeep on jeep on jeep on mm -hmm.